Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Rosslyn podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality and sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You know, folks, I, I got to tell you, I am so disappointed. And some people who have been on this show recently, um, they led me to believe that they would settle all of my family business out in these wrestling streets. And unfortunately, instead of thugging and bugging, they have joined the opposition. Like the kids say, they have joined my ops. Okay. And I want to make this clear. So there's no confusion. Tiffany Nieves. You are officially out of the Duke Loves Wrestling family, okay? I'm taking your, I'm revoking your membership card. I'm taking back the T-shirt, and I take back everything nice that I've ever said about you, okay? Because you made the biggest mistake of your life when instead of doing something to my arch nemesis, this is over six years that I've had a rivalry with this person that is so personal. Okay. Instead of you taking out Michael Madrid, you had the audacity to actually tell the world that she's a nice person and that you like her and that you respect her, that you even want to do TikToks with her. What the hell are you talking about? So Tiffany Nieves, you're 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 on the list, and that's not the good list. That's the naughty list. Anyway, I'm bringing on this punk. This no good Michael Madrid, because we need to get something straight for 2022. I'm going to give her one final chance to apologize to the Duke. And maybe, maybe I will lift the bounty that I have had on her head for all of these years. So without further ado, Michael Madrid, apologize to the Duke. Duke, you're still talking your nonsense. Come on. You know this. See you the, know what? Next time, hold on, hold on. Next time you introduce me, I am the world class diamond divisions champion and the ACW women's champion. So if you do the introduction one more time for me, please. 
Are you the Diamond Division champion or the Cubic Zirconia Division champion? Okay, because this is you're not a diamond, Michael Madrid. Stop it right now. You're not a diamond. There's no way you're the Diamonds Division champion. Hey, 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 Duke, it's not the world diamond. It's world class. I bring class to the Diamonds Division. Okay, here's here's my problem with you. Other than the fact that you're that you're rude, other than the fact that um, I don't I don't like the way that you smile because you you always look like you're up to something when you smile and and, and that's just not good. Um, you have added a new layer to the things I don't like about you. What is this TikTok business that you have going on lately? Hey, you know, I wanted to try something new. Everybody's doing TikTok, so I'm like, what's this TikTok stuff? So. Just started it, so I'm super excited for it. I know you've been watching and following me. I've been Stalker. watching because I've been I've been marveling at the fact that you cannot dance, Michael Madrid. Okay, yeah. and, and listen, the Duke knows a little something about dancing. And I can honestly say, when it comes to dancing, I don't know what you're doing on TikTok. I haven't done no dances yet, but you know what? When I do, we're gonna have a dance off, don't you? Yeah, you're gonna watch me on TikTok, and we're gonna have a dance off. Listen, you, you, you've changed, Micah. This is one thing that I, I have to say this, okay? In the past, even though you've been my arch nemesis, I've always respected the fact that, you know, at least I know that you're a serious wrestler. Now you've kind of gone Hollywood, okay? You've been getting your nails done more often. You've been wearing more makeup, okay? I hear that you're buying expensive perfumes. I hear that you're taking trips all over the world. I hear that instead of you getting... You know, the, the the six ounce steak, you've been going for the for the 22 ounce steak. I don't know what's going on here, but Michael Madrid has turned Hollywood in 2022. What is your problem? You know what, Duke? You you've known me for a while and I've been the type of girl to help out everybody too nice. Been taken advantage of. So this year I was like, you know what? I'm not taking it no more. I'm going to be selfish. It's going to be my time. And I'm going to show everybody why I am who I am. You I'm know, not somebody to be played with anymore. So I'm bringing my mean streak out this time. No more Miss Micah being nice. So do you attribute that to you being a double champion now? Yes. Huh. Okay. Through all my years that I've been wrestling Duke, I've, like I said, I've helped so many people. I've been overlooked. And I'm not going to take it anymore. And so I'm going to show them I'm Micah and I'm here to wrestle and I'm here to stay. And you're going to know who my name is, what my name is and who I am. Well, you know, I, I have to be honest with you. I'm very surprised that you've been you've been um, appearing in shine as often as you have been over the past few years here. Do they not know that you're my arch nemesis? I mean, I, I, I told them a long time ago they should never book you and yet they keep bringing you back. What is that all about? Duke, you cannot try to stop my bookings. Everybody likes, I work my ass off or butt off, let me tell you, and for everything that I do. So you can't try to stop me because I'm going to see you one day. You know, I'm going to go to Boston one day. Well, I, let's hope I, I've already put you on the no fly list. You are not allowed to come anywhere near the Northeast. Never mind my wonderful city of Boston. Okay. Which is much better than Texas, by the way. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, but I'm very concerned, Michael Madrid, because it seems that you have found a way. I don't know if you're paying these ladies off. I don't know if you're threatening them. I don't know if you're offering them a chance to do TikToks with you. But for some reason, you have all these women on the on the indie scene here who 
they don't want to take you out for me. They don't want to, you know, stretch you. They don't want to mess up your hair. They don't want to step on your toes. I'm getting a little sick of this, by the way. Why do you think for some strange reason, everybody wants to just back off and not do what they need to do, which is hurt you? Well, maybe I think they're a little bit afraid of me, Duke, you know? They just look at me and they see that, I no, I'm not going to mess with her. She may just mess me up and take me to the alleyway, you know? Uh-uh, she ain't. I'm going to play that game. I tell you, if there's one thing that I can always count on Michael Madrid for is she's going to talk a whole lot of nonsense. OK, she's going to talk <laughs> trash. She's going to puff up her chest and act like the big shot in the room. This is what I've been trying to tell the world for the past six plus years now. Everyone thinks this is just nice, sweet lady. And here we have the real Micah Madrid. She's out here threatening people. She's out here doing TikToks. She's out here eating big steak. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Hollywood Micah is what I call her going forward because that is exactly who she is. So so I got to know, Micah, if anyone wants to show up and watch you and your shenanigans out there, what's going on for the for the rest of the month and, and the next couple of months? What kind of bookings? Where can folks find you? They can find me on my Facebook, Micah Madrid. Twitter is Micah Laura underscore Laura. So that's M-Y-K-A underscore L-A-U-R-A. And then they can follow me on Instagram, which is Micah Laura altogether. So, yeah, I'm booked solid for the next couple of months. So February 19th, I will be at Irving, Texas for the World Class Revolution. And then on the 26th, I'm in Laredo, Texas. And then March 5th, I have a big show coming up here in San Antonio for for my new ACW Women's Championship against La Carolina. She was a WWE slash NXT superstar. So she'll be here in San Antonio. And then on the 6th, I'm in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. But this is the best one, Duke, for you, okay? So you have to mark this down on your calendar. So I will be in Balerica, Massachusetts for Nightmare Before Mania in a tag match with, guess what? This is going to surprise you. With my partner, Vicky V. Okay. Well, 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 first of all, Michael Madrid, let me, let me just, let me, let me dial it back for a second here. Okay. Because you got to remember that uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon is a close personal friend of mine. So Catalina, I'm going to get in touch with her and I'm going to see if, if she can help me uh, end my Michael Madrid problem. So, so we'll, we'll get to that. But um, you said something very interesting here. And I want everybody in, in, in the entire Northeast, New England, Massachusetts, I want you all to pay attention. She said Bill Relica or whatever the heck that was. It's Bill Ricca. Bill Ricca, Massachusetts. Okay. That's how it's pronounced. Bill Ricca. Okay. You don't even you don't even care about Massachusetts enough to know the names of the strange towns that we have. Okay. That's exactly my point. You guys have strange towns. I don't know. You guys spell things differently. You know what? I will just go to Philadelphia and go see the Rocky. That's you. That's what I'll do. And I bet you'll eat one of those nasty Philly cheesesteaks as well. This is the kind of person that we're talking about here, folks. I in 2022, I am going to reveal the true Michael Madrid and everyone's going to understand why she's been my arch nemesis, because she's not as sweet as she as she sounds. I'm telling you right now, she doesn't even have enough respect for Massachusetts to call the names of our towns the right names. Okay, that's who we're dealing with here, folks. Michael Madrid, 
Somehow she's the double champion. She's probably like the million dollar man. She paid for those championships. I don't think she won them fair and square either. Uh, so we got to we got to do something about this Michael Madrid problem, folks. You know, uh, in closing, Mike, I, I do want to bring up my good friend, No So Ivy. OK, she, she's, yes. she's one of my best friends in the world. Um, does she know that her mom is always rude to the Duke? She thinks that you're rude sometimes to me. She'll take she'll take my side anytime. Hmm. I feed her. I put a roof over her head. So she okay. has to defend her mother. OK. All right. So we have to we have to get food and we have to get a roof for Ivy so that she can start taking my side instead of your side. I'll figure that part out as well. You know, what? all you'll have to do is buy her a thing of Skittles and then maybe she'll trade it to your side. <laughs> and you see that Skittles are my favorite candy. So this is perfect. I knew it. OK, uh, especially. Have, have you, do you know the blue bag is the tropical Skittles? Those are the best. OK. Yeah. She's trying to educate best. me on those. I'm like, just get the regular red bag. Why do they make so many different colors? No, 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 no. You got to get the tropical Skittles for my friend. No, so Ivy. Come on. Get it together, Micah, please. Okay. Well, t- tell us again about that TikTok. What, what's the TikTok handle that so folks can watch along and see the terrible dancing? It's Micah Madrid 900. Yikes. Hey, well, I didn't know what to put on there, so I'm going to change it soon. But anytime I change it, I'll just go ahead and put that on my Facebook to follow me. Yikes. Her yeah. name is Micah Madrid. She's eating, she's eating bigger steaks. She's wearing more makeup. She's doing TikTok, and she has two championships. I don't know how. Ladies and Hard gentlemen, work, Hard work. boo this woman. Micah, I hope I never see you in 2022. I'll be seeing you soon. Don't worry about it. You know, folks, there are things in life that are facts, things that you don't even have to wonder about because that is just the way it is. It's a fact. You got to pay your taxes. It's a fact that someday we all are going to die. And it is a fact that Micah Madrid is a punk. She she knows no other way of living. She is just a punk. And she has been my arch nemesis for over six years now. And I'll tell you, I just shake my head every time I see her name. I hear her voice. She's now doing this foolish TikTok stuff. I just... I don't know what to do, but you can rest assured. I'm going to find a way to to solve her problems here uh, because she's my problem and I'm getting sick of it. So when Micah Madrid steps foot in my wonderful state of Massachusetts, watch what happens. I think somebody's going to collect on the bounty. In fact, I got I got a couple of twins who they mean business. And I think once and for all, we're going to settle this Micah Madrid problem. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. That's right. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And I'll tell you, the everything else is settling scores with punks like Micah Madrid. Okay. At least to start off here. As we know, earlier this week, I released a special episode of the show. You know, episode number, uh, I think that was 301 where we have the one, the only, the man known as Loki. Got a tremendous response for that. So thank you very much for all that listened to that episode. So I figured, you know what? Let me toss out a Michael Madrid in addition. Let me give you a little bonus here. And 
I'm going to close out this episode with some thoughts on the hottest topic in wrestling right now. And that is Cody Rhodes opting not to re-sign with All Elite Wrestling. And this is a big deal. This is a very big deal. So let me start off with something. Because I know there's a lot of rumor, a lot of conjecture, a lot of nonsense that's being discussed. Let me start off with this. Is it possible that this is all an elaborate work and that Cody is going to show back up in AEW and all will be well and all that good stuff? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, if that is the case, kudos. Kudos to Cody because so far, so good. You're executing in a manner in which everyone believes that you're done with All Elite Wrestling. So if you if you actually show back up in a couple weeks... That would be amazing. And I think that that would cause another big stir and possibly some attention. Now, what would happen from then on, you know, that's up to the skill set of, of all people involved. But it would be interesting. So let me let me start there. Okay, I'm all for that, actually. I think that would be great as long as uh, wrestling people <laughs> are are booking that angle. And wrestling people are booking what happens beyond. See, here's the problem with AEW. You got a guy, Tony Khan, who, you know, he's Richie Rich. He's got his daddy's money. And he can he can play, you know, the wrestling video game in GM mode. But he's using real people. And he has no clue what he's doing. I mean, this is clear. Even to this day. You, you gain experience when you do something over a period of time. And certainly Tony Khan has been doing it for a few years now. So there's some experience there. There's no two ways about it. But he still comes off like somebody who just doesn't have a clue in terms of how to properly book from a long-term standpoint a wrestling product. It still is not showing the type of growth that it has the potential to show despite the fact that it's on a major network every week. It just, it's tremendous. And here's the worst part. All of that talent that they have in that company and Tony Khan just can't figure out how to properly execute long-term on showcasing the talent in a manner in which you can get a fan base that continues to grow. In my opinion, the AEW fan base is shrinking. And I'm just going by those that I've seen talk about the product, comparing from the beginning to where we are today. I see a lot of people getting fed up with that company. And it goes back to the stuff that I was talking about from day one. They're not delivering on the promises. And now they've booked themselves into a corner in which everything has to be a big surprise as opposed to some some type of consistent quality wrestling product. That's a problem. So the notion that Cody Rhodes is possibly gone from AEW and is not coming back and will end up appearing somewhere else in the not too distant future, that's not something that's hard to believe. Because let's face it. Cody Rhodes is Dusty Rhodes' kid. Dusty Rhodes is, is credited as being one of the greatest bookers of all time. Dusty Rhodes has, has created his own wrestling promotions. 
He has guided the careers of Hall of Famers. He's a Hall of Famer himself. Cody grew up under this guy who is one of the greatest mentors in wrestling history, Dusty Rhodes. So it's not a surprise that Cody could be in a situation in which he was led to believe he was going to be in charge to a certain degree. He was going to have a certain amount of responsibility and authority to execute a wrestling product that is competitive, that is interesting, that is sports-based, right? A product that his daddy could be proud of. It's, it's not unheard of for me to believe that Cody Rhodes would, would hit the road, Jack, and don't come back no more when the writing is on the wall. Richie Rich has decided, you know something? We're not going to deliver on the things that we promised. We're not going to deliver on the things that you, Cody Rhodes, had sold to the world using your reputation, your family name, your family legacy. Your personal legacy. We used you to sell this company on these concepts that we were finally going to deliver a wrestling product that everyone could be proud of. And in the end, we didn't deliver and we still aren't going to deliver. Yeah, it's not a surprise that Cody was like, you know what? I, I, I can't deal with this anymore. I can't keep taking the hits for this. Because ultimately, that's what happens. You know, you know, let me tell you something about Cody Rhodes. First of all, I want to make something very clear. I don't know Cody Rhodes personally. Okay, so when I speak, I'm speaking about what I know of Cody and the the few interactions that we've had directly, which has all been online, by the way. Right. So I want to make sure I'm clear about this. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know this man. I don't know this man. But let me tell you something about Cody Rhodes, and this is my perspective. I don't necessarily like Cody Rhodes from what I see okay going all the way back to stories of him bullying Xavier Woods Austin Creed whatever you want to call him uh, back when they were kids right so the guy has a reputation of being not the nicest guy in the world especially when he was younger typical spoiled kid right now as he's gotten older I hope and it seems like he's done what he could to try to correct some of his mistakes of the past. And guess what? You know what that you know what that does? That makes Cody Rose a human being. Because let me tell you something. I wasn't always the nicest guy in the world when I was a kid either. <laughs> and I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who have stories of me being a jerk too. So I'm not going to condemn the man for that. But it's interesting, right? So I just want to make it clear. I'm not always necessarily particularly keen on Cody Rhodes from just from a distance here. I've never been impressed with Cody Rhodes wrestling either. I think he's competent in the ring. And I think that when Cody Rhodes is out there doing his thing, I think he can put on a, a, a very good match. But Cody Rhodes is spending too much time dumbing down his, his amazing skill and his amazing ability because he wants to appeal to the lowest common denominator for some reason. These fans who don't know a damn thing about anything. And they think flippy moves. And having thumbtacks in your back. And, and jumping on flaming tables. 
and being diamond cutted off of a ladder. They think that stuff is pro wrestling. So I don't particularly like Cody Rhodes because every single time I think this guy is going to do the right thing and take himself seriously, he turns around and does something that makes absolutely no sense. And in my opinion, it sets the entire industry backwards because Cody Rhodes should know better. And I, and I believe he does know better. So it's nonsense. So I want to make sure I'm clear about that. Okay. But I'm going to tell you something. Just because I'm not particularly keen on the guy from what I've seen and in the little bit that I know, I respect Cody Rhodes. Surprise, surprise, right? I respect Cody Rhodes. And I'm going to tell you why. When AEW started, Cody said, listen, I want all the criticism. Give it to me. I don't care how good, how bad, whatever. I want people to send it to me. I need to know. I want to know. That was that was in the beginning. And then a year later, he said it again. And I noticed that um, it was a theme that kept going. And here's the irony of that. Me being the wise guy that I am, I would remind Cody every time I would call out something that was ridiculous in all, all elite wrestling. Hey, Cody, you said that you wanted us to, to bring it to you, so I'm bringing it to you. That's why I'm tagging you. That's why I'm telling you I got a problem with this thing. And to Cody's credit, and this is one of the reasons why I respect this guy, Cody would respond and say, yeah, you're right, Duke. Keep it coming. Numerous occasions he said that. You don't got to take my word for it. You can go on Twitter and do an advanced search and see our interactions. They exist. They're there. It's public. Still up. So I respect the guy because, at least in that instance, he's holding up his end of the bargain. He's not running away from the criticism. He's saying, give me the criticism. I respect Cody Rose because when I would call out something, whether I was right or whether he was right, he defended certain things, saying, no, Duke, you got it wrong. It's actually, it's not ABC, it's XYZ. And that's okay, because at least the guy is standing up for what he believes in and his thing, and he has a perspective, right? Great. I respect that. I respect Cody Rhodes because when there was a group of kids who come from, you know, some, some tough backgrounds there, some tough situations, and they would have otherwise not been able to afford to attend a wrestling event. When when the, the kids reached out, you know, Cody stepped up and made sure the kids had tickets so they could see an AEW event and they could have that experience. I respect Cody Rhodes because he took the time to deliver on something like that. And I actually acknowledged him publicly about that too. And it happened more than once. See, here's the thing about Cody Rhodes from my perspective here. And again, I don't know the guy. I'm going by our, our few interactions. I'm going by what I've seen through the years. I, I listen to interviews that he does. I pay attention to his social media posts. I see the way that he conducts himself. So that is the data that I'm going by. This is what I gather from Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes knows right from wrong. Cody knows right from wrong. And I think, in all honesty, Cody is the type of person who is more inclined to do what he can to be on the right side of an issue as opposed to being on the wrong side. Now, that doesn't mean that the guy doesn't make mistakes. He makes plenty of them, just like the rest of us. Who doesn't? But I think, for the most part, Cody is doing what he can in his mind, from his perspective, 
I think he he's doing what he can to be on the right side as often as possible. That's my my impression of this guy. Is it enough? I don't think so. I don't think that Cody did enough as it pertains to the way women were presented in all elite wrestling. One women's match per episode per week for their TV shows. I think that's an embarrassment. And yes, I do blame Cody partially for that because he he's executive vice president. I don't think they that Cody did enough as it pertains to black male singles wrestlers being top contenders. I'm not saying they need to be the world champion, but they need to compete. Be contenders for the world championship. All you got to do is look at the AEW rankings from day one all the way to today, and you'll see it is, it, it's fairly rare that black wrestlers are ranked in the top five. And I know somebody, that's not true. Just look at the data. Take your personal opinion away from it and look at the data. It's very rare. Okay, overall, it doesn't happen. And, and, and percentage to who's in the top five, it's very clear that black male singles wrestlers are, are, the, are the biggest afterthought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Relative to how many of them are even in the company. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I put that at the feet of Cody Rhodes. Absolutely, I do, because he's an executive vice president. But I will say this. Is it possible that these issues were outside of Cody Rhodes' control? I think that's possible. And I also think that Cody did as much as he could to try to improve upon these issues. And I think that we get to see the limits of Cody's authority and ability to influence what was going on in all elite wrestling. Let me tell you something. I talk to wrestlers all the time. Okay. Wrestlers talk to me all the time about this, that, and the other thing. It happens. That's real life, right? That's the point here. Cody Rhodes, more than anyone else in that whole damn company, was a person that wrestlers felt comfortable going to. And he would give them honest critiques. And most importantly, he would stand up for them. That was something that through the years was a consistent call out on Cody. Cody had a reputation for standing up for the wrestlers. And I find that very interesting because why do you, you know, this is supposed to be a utopia. Why do you, why do you need anyone to stand up for you? Well, clearly there's some problems there. But out of all the EVPs, Cody was the guy that people could go to, men and women, and he would advocate for them. He would stand up for them, including wrestlers of color. I find that very interesting. And I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> See, here's the thing. It's, it's, it's interesting when you hold somebody accountable for the job that they're supposed to, and you're led to believe that they have. That's called integrity, Right? I don't have to like you and I don't have to dislike you to hold you accountable for the for just your word. For just the way that I've been led to believe things are supposed to be. So I stayed on top of Cody Rhodes' hind parts through the years of being in all elite wrestling because he's an executive vice president. But make no mistake about it, that entire time and even now, there's no doubt in my mind that a lot of the things that I was calling Cody Rhodes out about were outside of his control. Those guys had had titles 
of executive vice president that who knows how real that really was. I don't think Cody Rose had as much power and as much influence over that product long term, maybe in the first year, but not long term. Because we see what ended up with that product turned into. We see how it devolved. And I'm telling you, it devolved. It got worse. I'm not knocking the talent. This isn't a talent issue. I'm knocking the people who are booking this crap. Because that's exactly what it is for the most part. It's crap. It's not consistent. It doesn't make sense. It's an insult to my intelligence. Okay? Come on. Do we really want to bring up the fact that Orange Cassidy beat Will Hobbs in 10 seconds? That does not make sense. That defies logic. And Will Hobbs, to this day, is not a top contender for the AEW championship. Now, look at this man. Look at him. Are you telling me that Will Hobbs can't beat the living daylights out of more than half of that damn roster? Are you telling me that there's anyone in the world title hunt right now that Will Hobbs can't tear them to shreds and we all know how I feel about Will Hobbs we all know that I that I shake my head every time this guy has anything to say about anything because he's always in my opinion he's always uh, dealing against himself and dealing against others like him because he's towing the company line and, and, and saying the company line and acting like he owes them something which is ridiculous because the last time I checked, I've never I've never seen Will Hobbs ever. I've never seen Will Hobbs ever in AEW not do his job. So this is the irony of that. They don't you don't owe them. They owe you. You get paid to do a job. And you do your job. And you do it better than a lot of the knuckleheads who are ranked higher than you, Will Hobbs. And I know you don't understand that. Because you're just happy to be there. You don't want to make any waves. You don't want to cause any problems. And that's sad, black man. Because you deserve more. Because you've earned more. But let me get off of that soapbox for a second. Get back to the point. I think Cody Rhodes knows right from wrong. And I think Cody Rhodes, for the most part, often tried to influence right from wrong. And I and I and it would not be a stretch to believe that Cody Rhodes would shut down when he tried to influence white right from wrong. That's my take. That's my take. So if Cody Rhodes leaves AEW, and that's what he said, that's what AEW said, he's no longer there, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Now In terms of him possibly going back to the WWE, let me just say this, and I'm going to be clear about this. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, hire Cody Rhodes. Bring him back immediately. I want Cody Rhodes back. I want him to interrupt Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley. I want him to interrupt them as soon as possible on television. And I want an impromptu match booked on that episode. And I want, at the top of the second hour, I'm booking the town, baby. I want, at the top of the second hour, Cody Rhodes in that ring with either Roman Reigns or Bobby Lashley. And I want them to have a hell of a match where the WWE guys beating the daylights out of Cody Rhodes. And then Cody Rhodes makes the big comeback. 
and it's clear that Cody is in a position where he may just become a champion. Boom, first night back. And then I want the Miz to come out, something to happen to the ref, and then the Miz comes out with either a golden shovel or Triple H's hammer, and I want him to bash Cody Rhodes. And I want him to stop and pose. And then I want him to take the fallen champion and put them on top of Cody Rhodes and then wake the ref up, one, two, three. The Miz just cost Cody Rhodes the championship. And then I want that to be the thing. I want the Miz cutting promos on Cody. I want him holding up polka dot underwear and saying, Cody, this is what you're going to be wearing. You're going to be my plumber. I want, I want the whole nine yards. You couldn't hack it here. Now here you are with your tail between your legs begging for a job. You're going to be in polka dots, pal. I want the whole nine yards. And then I want them at WrestleMania. And I want Cody Rhodes to defeat the Miz at WrestleMania. And then I want to beat down at the end of it. And then I want a whole another six months to a year of Cody and Brandy. Yes, bring her back too for this, at least for this. Cody and Brandy versus the Miz and Maurice. And I want I want that all over the country. I want that all over the world. Bring it to Saudi Arabia, damn it. I want a whole year of that. And somewhere in there, you can have a surrogate for from Mr. McMahon or Triple H who challenges Cody because they're going to teach this kid a lesson. How dare you leave and, and trash us? And now we're going to teach you a lesson. Austin Theory or somebody could be the surrogate. Almost can be the surrogate. I want some of this. I could book this guy for the next two, three years right now. There's money to be made in this. It's a good story to tell. And I think that's worth it. So WWE, don't hesitate. Hire that guy back. Make sure he takes a few losses. Make sure he gets some great wins. And let's just do business. Because it's a great story to tell. Let me tell you something. I don't particularly like the guy, but I respect him. And that's important. I respect him. He's earned it. And I think it's ridiculous that people who are just sucking his hind parts just a few days ago are suddenly turning on this guy and acting like he's the worst thing ever. That's that's embarrassing. He built AEW, Cody Rhodes. He built that company. That company was off of his reputation. Forget about the Young Bucks. Forget about Kenny Omega. Wet behind the ears. Just wrestlers. Just wrestlers. Cody Rhodes had the cachet, the name, the history, the highest profile. They built AEW off of his back. So to turn your back on this guy now and and talk about him like he's nothing now, that's embarrassing. I don't particularly care for the guy, but I respect him because he respects himself and because I believe he knows right from wrong. As for Brandy, she was never anything other than a ring announcer in WWE. I mean, they had her do some wrestling in the very, very, very beginning, and that clearly didn't work out. And I've never seen Brandy Rose do a wrestling match that made sense. So, no, I don't want to see Brandy Rose wrestle outside of mixed tag matches with her husband. No, I don't want to see her wrestle. But I'm going to tell you something. Brandy Rhodes is one of the most beautiful human beings to ever step foot in the wrestling industry. 
and she is a heat magnet. People are not divided on on Brandy Rose. They're not confused, as you say. They either love her or they can't stand her. There's no in between. There's money to be made there. So put her on screen and let's make some money. This is it. This is business. This isn't playtime. This isn't your feelings. Nobody cares about your feelings. This is business. And those two people, there's money to be made with them. Whether they stay in AEW, whether they go to WWE, whether they say forget about it and try to make it somewhere else, whatever. There's money to be made with those two individuals. Don't act like there isn't. That's a lie. So, and listen, I, I look, I'll tell you, I got an open mic for both of them. I've always said that Brandy Rose is an interview that I would love to have because I feel like there are some things that she and I can discuss. And I think on the tail end of that, I think afterwards it would it would be helpful to the way that she is perceived and discussed because I think she takes a lot of unnecessary hits that aren't fair, but I also think that she also inflicts a lot of unnecessary problems on herself with some of the things that she said. I think we can have a hell of a conversation. So there's always an open mic for Brandy. And as for Cody... Because I really don't care for the guy, but I respect him. I think we can have a very interesting conversation as well. I think we can have a very, because he's kind of a wise guy, Cody Rhodes. Because I don't think he's used to people legitimately saying, listen, man, I don't really care for you so much. But, you know, I, I, I do recognize and I do appreciate the fact that you have earned respect. I don't think Cody's used to being spoken to like that. So I think we could have a very interesting and honest conversation without trying to get heat or bury anybody else or anything like that. Just tell the truth. So there's an open mic waiting for him as well. And Tony Khan. (laughs) Uh, You're falling apart, man. Begging for hugs in front of everybody, whatever. You're falling apart. Losing EVPs, guys who, who built that company. You know, the the fake ratings that, that have made your company look like you got more people watching than than you actually have because Nielsen is so inaccurate. You're falling apart, Tony. Keep investing in those video games, though, pal. Ridiculous. I'll tell you, folks, pull up your skinny jeans. This is top shelf right here. The, the flavored malt beverage, put it down. Get some single malt. Let's have real conversation here. That's what it's all about. I want to thank uh, my arch nemesis, Micah Madrid, for joining us this week. <laughs> thank you for listening. Duke Loves Wrestling on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Duke Loves Wrestling at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Give that five-star review the whole nine yards. Listen, we have more surprises coming up. And don't be surprised if you if you hear someone like Cody on this show. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think it's very possible because here's what I know where wherever he tells a story and I know he's going to probably do his own thing, which I think is smart. Control your own narrative. Don't let anybody else control your narrative wherever he goes and, 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 and does interviews, though. They're not going to hit it. They're not going to be straight. They're not going to be able to deliver on something that is honest and 
that doesn't play any games. I'm telling you right now, I've never heard Cody Rose do an interview that was straight outside of what he did with Colt Cabana a few years back. That was probably the most honest and square interview I've ever heard Cody Rhodes do because everybody else is either sucking his hind parts or the people who don't uh, have that type of relationship with him, he would never be on their show. So I'm, I'm giving this guy an opportunity to have a, a straight-up conversation. I'm not going to kiss your hind parts. I don't care about that. I don't need to be your friend. But I respect you. And I feel like there is something about you as a human being that is worthy of displaying for the world so people can be reminded of the fact that this is an actual human being. And that, you know, just because you have a title, that doesn't mean that your duties within that title can't be taken away. That doesn't mean that your job can't be adjusted. It doesn't mean that people are going to maintain their professionalism to allow you to do the job that you you were brought in to do in the first place. I blame Cody Rhodes for some of the problems in AEW while at the same time recognizing the fact it probably wasn't even his fault. But that's real life. So, With all that said, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Stay tuned, folks, because I got more surprises on the way. Catch you next time. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>